Welcome back to the Evergreen Queen podcast. I'm your host, Savannah, aka the Evergreen Queen. This podcast is to help you understand and organize your money so that you can finally start living that dream life full of happiness and fun. I am so grateful you're here. Let's get started. All right, guys. So today we're having ourselves a nice little in-depth, long chat about money and not just money, which we always talk about, (laughs) but money particularly relating to restriction and why it is not a sustainable method of money management and what you can do instead. So um, today's episode is, of course, sponsored by the Evergreen Queen Money Gym. The Money Gym, if you haven't heard of it yet, you can go back and listen to the podcast episode on it. Um, The Money Gym is a space on Patreon where you get daily money workouts. So you get 20 to 25 a a month. Um, These workouts are for your money, not for you. (laughs) They're for your money and they are little things such as setting up new savings accounts or um, setting up spending plans. It could be anything from um, calling about your credit card interest rate, just these little things that you can do daily. Sometimes it's even just transfer some money to savings. It's these little steps that you can take every single day to build better financial fitness because as we're going to talk about in this episode today, financial fitness and finances in general are not and will never be something that you can restrict yourself into success, sustained success, and it'll never be something that you need to commit your entire life to. Um, these money, this money gym is a space where you can have these small, bite-sized, easy, daily steps that you can take. You get one a day. That's it. So you don't have to do a bunch of different workouts. You don't have to spend a lot of time on your money each day is the beauty of it. My dinner is ready. Sorry about that beeping. <laughs> I figured that would go off some point during this podcast. So if you're wanting to learn to manage your money, if you're wanting to learn to um, save a bunch of money. If you're wanting to learn how to pay off your debt, if you're wanting to just be better with your money, you want to build wealth, you want to make sure that you have plenty of money for retirement or to pass on to your kids or to buy an awesome house on the beach or whatever it is. Maybe you want to quit your job, retire early and travel, whatever your goals are. Financial fitness is how you get there. And the money gym makes financial fitness easy and accessible for even the busy person. So I'm really excited that today's episode is sponsored by it. Um, Today's episode also is going to be sponsored by Rusty snoring in the background because no matter what place I put him in and no matter if he's sitting or laying down, he is going to snore in the podcast episode. So if you hear the weird little grunty dog noises, it's just Rusty having a lovely dream. All right, so let's go ahead and get started on today's episode. Okay, so today's episode, like I said, is about restriction when it comes to managing your money. And this conversation came up because I noticed that in the online financial communities, um, 
particularly ones based around becoming debt free. Um, there's a lot of talk about restriction and your value as a person based on whether or not you restrict enough. And now nobody says it outright. Nobody's like, you're a shit person because you don't restrict enough. You don't save enough. You, you spend too much. You're a crap person. No, nobody actually comes out and says that. But when you're starting to manage your money, the very first thing that most people do when they get to that point of being so fed up, so sick and tired, so miserable of having that money stress, being in debt, barely making it to the end of the month on each paycheck, never having enough in savings, not getting to do the things they want to do. When, when people get to this point, and maybe you've gotten there, maybe you haven't, but when people tend to get to this point of, I am so fed up with my financial situation that I, something has to change. You get to like this breaking point, right? Most people get to that point and they don't really know where to go when that happens. And so the first thing they do is they Google. And the first thing Googled is usually, how do I manage my money? How do I get out of debt? How do I pay off my debt? How do I start saving more money? Some variation of this phrase is typically the first thing Googled. And then what comes up is usually some articles and such that have like six tips to getting out of debt. And they're not bad tips. They're sort of helpful things, but maybe not necessarily as helpful as you're looking for. So then you scroll down a little further, right? Like you read those articles and you're like, okay. And then you scroll down a little further and you realize that there are blogs on getting out of debt and there are communities based around getting out of debt. And it feels like, oh my God, there are other people who feel like I do, who feel just out of control with their finances. And so they've built these communities to help each other stay accountable. And that's incredible. And so you join the communities, whether it's a Facebook community or a Instagram community or a TikTok community or email list or whatever it is, you join this community because it seems like there are people who get you, who understand you and they do. But then as I've noticed in my personal life and also after having talked to many clients who have gone through this same thing, those communities tend to be based around the principle of if you're wanting to get out of debt, you cannot spend any money other than your bare necessities and everything else extra has to go on debt. And if it doesn't, you could have done better. You could have been better. And that's shit. That's shit because it's the same thing with communities based around weight loss. You get in these communities based around weight loss and it's like, yay, a supportive community. And then you get in there and the unspoken narrative is only eat however many calories you're allotted for the day. And if you eat more than that, you have weak willpower. But that does not take into account how humans work. Just like when you have your when you have your breakdown, <laughs> your breaking point with your money, and you seek out that community of people who are trying to be better with their money, and that unspoken narrative is usually always based around pay off all your debt before you do anything that you want to 
that you want to. Before you do anything that you that will bring you joy or that is fun or exciting. No eating out, no vacations, no shopping, no nothing except for bare necessities and paying off your debt. And while I can't lie to you and say that that doesn't work because there is proof. There are people who have done it. There are people who have gone through the programs and come out the other side and been like, hey, this works. I paid off my debt. But I would be curious to talk to those people in, oh, I don't know, five years from now, 10 years from now. And I'd like to know if they still have success because going through a very heavily based, a restriction based program, whether it's food or money, in this case, money, going through it, restricting yourself, losing the weight, saving the money. And then coming out the other side and saying, hey, look, I did it. I'm wealthy. I saved this much. I paid off debt or I lost X amount of weight. It's easy to get a before and after photo. I mean, it's hard to do the work, right? But but essentially, it's easier to get a before and after photo after a short amount of time, like three months or 90 days. Well, that's the same thing. Or six months or a year or whatever it is. Um or before my debt was paid off and after my debt was paid off. But the question that I like to ask and the reason that the Evergreen Queen Money Gym was born is because there's so much talk about success in becoming debt free. I did it. I did it. I finally did it. I restricted enough. I was miserable enough. I saved enough. I didn't buy anything that I didn't absolutely need enough that I was able to pay off my debt. But what does that look like long term? Because I know personally, yeah, sure, some people it works, okay? I'm absolutely, I will never disagree. There are some people that, yeah, that works for. But the vast majority of the world, myself included, restriction is not sustainable. Restriction is not sustainable. Restriction is not sustainable. Say it with me. Restriction is not sustainable. It may work in the short term, but it's not a long-term solution. Restricting your spending and then using all that extra cash to pay off your debt doesn't solve the problem of why we had the debt in the first place. It's a band-aid. It's just a band-aid to a much bigger, deeper problem. And I don't even want to say problem. It's just a, it's just a thing. It just is. It's an issue. It's a sticking point. Um, because I don't want you to feel like you're, you have a problem if you have debt. I don't think that's true at all. Um, I think it can be true if you feel like it's true, but there's a lot to dig into there and that's not what we're getting into in this episode. But restriction for the sake of speedy results is not sustainable. So what does restriction for the sake of speedy results, wh- what does that look like? What do I mean when I say that? How can you recognize what that looks like? Well, restriction with, for the sake of speedy results often looks like in the case of money, because we are a money podcast, it looks like making yourself miserable just to achieve a goal. And there's a lot of talk about Hashtag hustle culture, right? 
there's a lot of talk about, oh, I uh, hustle every morning. I hustle every day. I hustle, 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 hustle. And hustle culture, hustle culture, that's hard to say, is a real thing. And it, too, often is based on the principle of being miserable until you achieve your goals. And there's a better way, okay? There's just there's just a better way. If you've done that, if you've subscribed to being miserable on the path to achieving your goal, it's okay. I've been there too. I've done it too. We've all done it. Um, but you can recognize signs when somebody is telling you you can't do something that you really value, that you find value in, that you find joy in, that you find excitement in. And then being told, no, you cannot do that until you reach your goal. And that's probably a really good red flag that that's a restriction-based thing, community, program, whatever it is, book, podcast, it doesn't matter. Um, coming from the side of you can't do something that will genuinely bring you happiness, actual real happiness, because you haven't paid off your debt. That's like saying you can't eat your dessert until you have your vegetables. And then they're serving a vegetable that's gross. Like, okay, maybe if you're a toddler and you need to learn that vegetables are good for you, maybe that's okay. But as an adult, you know better. You know you're allowed to eat cake for breakfast. You can eat cake for every single meal if you want to. You are an adult. There are literally no rules that say you can't have cake for every single meal if you want to. There are no rules that say you can't spend your money only on things you want forevermore and ignore everything else. Now, we know that as adults, we understand that if you only eat cake for every meal, though it's not illegal, it's probably not going to leave you feeling very good. You're going to be miserable. You're not going to have any energy. You're going to, you know, just feel awful. You're probably going to be very sick. It's not going to be good. So you know because you are a, your brain is fully formed. You're a fully conscious adult. <laughs> you can logically deduce that although you are allowed to have cake for breakfast or you can have cake before your vegetables, you still need to eat those vegetables because they're important. But saying you aren't allowed to have any cake at all ever until every vegetable that you've ever eaten in your life is eaten and then you can have cake at the end of your life. That sucks. That straight up sucks. And that's kind of how it feels when somebody says you can't spend your money on anything you want. If you want to be financially sound, you cannot spend your money on anything you want until all your debt is paid off and you've saved for your future. And then and only then when you retire, you can enjoy life. And that sucks. That's like not getting to eat cake until the end of your life. That totally blows. So how can we strike the balance? Well, just like you strike the balance with your food, just like you strike the balance with getting some exercise, you don't have to make yourself miserable. You can have the cake before your vegetables, but you're still going to eat your vegetables because you know they make you feel good. You pick vegetables that you like. You do things that you enjoy that encourage you to do more of the good things you're supposed to do, like eating your vegetables. Just 
the same way money is. That's the same way money is. You can still have your cake and get to spend your money. You can still buy the things you want to and save your money. You can still go on the trip that you've been dying to go on and pay off your debt. You can still do the things that genuinely bring you happiness and joy and still build financial fitness and still build wealth and still build a stable financial foundation. And in fact, I would argue that by allowing yourself to have those things that you really, really, really love on your journey to financial fitness, on your journey of financial fitness, not your journey to, your journey of, it's an ongoing thing. By allowing yourself to have those things that make you happy, that feel good, that are exciting to you, you are actually building a much more sustainable, much more healthy, much more reliable, and I'd say even better. I will. I will say that is a better way of going about your finances because it is sustainable, it's long-term, and it just becomes part of your lifestyle. It's not a drastic thing that you're going to swing back and forth on. And I think that's really important. So then that brings up the question often, how do I know if I'm spending some, like how do I know what I get to spend my money on? Because we just determined that we don't wanna be spending all of our money on all the things we ever want in any given moment because that's like eating cake all the time forevermore. Like you still have to pay bills, right? You still have financial responsibilities that you have to take care of. So how do you strike this balance? And you strike this balance by a few different things. One of them is getting really clear on your values. What are your values? What do you value? What is aligned with the core beliefs you have? Now, I don't mean in a religious way. It can be, and that's totally fine. But I think a lot of times in the online space, your beliefs tend to be centered around your spirituality and your religion. And that's not what I'm talking about here. What I'm talking about here is what are your values? Do you value friendship? Do you value adventure? Do you value security? Do you value um, anything? There's so many. There's so many. I can't believe that's the only three I can think of right now. But Google right now, I'm going to do it. I'm going to Google right now list of values. You can probably hear me typing. Yeah, okay, core value list. First ones that come up, family, freedom, security, loyalty, intelligence, connection, creativity, humanity. Those are values. None of us are going to have the same set of core values. Not a single one of us are going to have a single exact identical. That's what I'm looking for. None of us are going to have identical core values. And that's the beauty of it. You get to decide what works for you. You get to decide what your values are. So for this example, I'm going to use the um, core values of freedom, connection, and creativity, just because I think I can come up with good examples for those on the fly. So um, you're, you're deciding to get your money together. The first thing you do is pull up a list of values, sit in silence with yourself, get in touch with your inner being, with your inner self, your soul, whatever you want to call it. Find that sacred space inside you 
and tune in and see what your values are. What are your core values? Because without knowing those, we can't make sound financial decisions on things that make you happy. So if you're, I already forgot what I was going to use. Okay, freedom. So if you're, one of your values is freedom, that may look like you're saving money, you're paying off your debt, but you still have this undeniable urge to travel. You have this calling, this pulling, this longing in your soul to go travel. And you know, without a doubt, you need to have this freedom to go roam the world. You need to have this freedom to explore new cultures and you need to have this freedom to do what you want to do when you want to do at least a few times a year. And so you, if you go into this idea of money management from a restriction point of view, you'll find yourself not aligning with freedom because you'll feel very constricted in the restriction of your money. And so maybe you decide, okay, I'm going to not spend as much money on fast food because I don't value that. That's not a restriction. That's just an alignment of your values. You say, okay, I'm going to stop spending like a god awful amount of money on Amazon each month because that's not restriction. That's just you realigning your money values. But you're going to say, okay, I am going to pay extra on my debt and I am going to save some, but I'm also going to allow myself to put money aside for a backpacking trip across Europe because I don't want to wait until I'm 65 to and retired or 67 and retired to get to explore this world, to get to have that freedom. Maybe it's even setting money aside so that you can take a week off work and do whatever you want to do, whenever you want to do it, however you want to do it. And nobody gets to tell you what you do or how you do it. You get to figure out what freedom is for you, but you also get to build that in to your money management. Build in those core values because they are going to allow you to stay consistent with your money management. But you still get to travel. You still get to do the things you want to do. So if one of those core values you have is connection, keeping yourself locked away, being antisocial. I mean, I know right now with the global pandy dandy, um, being social is a little bit more difficult, but let's just pretend that doesn't exist because that feels good. Doesn't it feel good to just pretend there's not a global pandemic right now? Like I'm not saying go run around and do reckless things with your health or other people's health, but I'm just saying like, let's just take a moment right now. Pretend it doesn't even exist. <sighs> that feels really good. Okay. So pretending that doesn't exist, you have a strong value of connection. You really like being connected with other people. Technically, while managing your money and going into one of those restriction communities, you could, you very well could restrict yourself. You could sit at home and not ever go out to eat, not ever see your friends, not ever do anything that requires any money at all. You're not going to have anybody over because if you have people over, you have to feed them and that's extra grocery money and that's not a necessity. You know, that's not a sustainable way of taking care of yourself, taking care of your mental health, taking care of who you are. If your core value, one of them is connection, 
build that in, build that into your, build that into your money management, your spending plan, because you're going to be really miserable if you don't have that. So build in a little bit of money for you to go visit your grandma or go with your friends to a concert that you guys really want to see or to be able to go get coffee with a friend, whatever it is, build in these ways for you to still have this connection. And then when you spend that money, do not feel guilty. Do not feel like you should be spending that money on something more important. That was air quotes, more important, like paying off debt or savings. Because if you're spending it in a way that you planned for and that is aligned with your core values, that is not a bad use of money. That is a perfectly acceptable use of money. It will keep you happy. It'll keep you healthy. Just like creativity. Maybe you decided you're a really creative person. I'm a really creative person. I did a spending freeze for a year, long time ago, a few years ago. It was awful. I'll tell that story sometime. But I did this spending freeze for a year. And y'all, I was miserable <laughs> because I'm a very creative person and I did not give myself any space at all to buy craft supplies or to join craft classes or to pick up a new hobby. I didn't give myself any space for that. And so I was denying myself a core value. I was not allowing myself to be aligned with this core value. And that was really hard. And because I did, and not just that one, many others, and because I didn't allow myself to have those, that wiggle room in my values, and to give myself permission to stay in alignment with my values, I binged. And that's what happens when you approach money management from a restriction point of view and not a alignment point of view is that you restrict and restrict and restrict and then you binge, 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 restrict, 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 binge, binge, binge. You decide I'm not going to spend any money this month and then next month you spend three times as much as you would normally spend. It's like that with food too, right? Have you ever been on a diet like a keto diet or which I have, I've been on like every diet. <laughs> I am currently not on one. Um, um, what was I going to say here? Brain fart. Oh, have you ever been on a diet like a juice diet, right? Like, oh, I'm only going to drink juice for seven days or whatever. And then when you get done, if you even make it to the end, it's like you physically can't help but binge coming out of that because you've been restricted for so long. Your money is the same way. You can restrict yourself and see immediate results. Absolutely. But it's not going to give you that long-term sustainable results that you want. And you don't want to build a healthy body only on juice. And you don't want to build a healthy financial situation only on spending freezes. It's just not going to work. It's just not going to work. Take my word for it. It's just not going to work. So just something to think about on how, how you have been approaching money management and how maybe you can change that. So first thing, figure out what your values are. And second thing, look at your spending Look at your spending and see if it aligns with your values. And then set yourself some, not rules, but give yourself some guidelines to help you stay accountable and help you stay within reason. You don't want to just like, if one of your core values is freedom and you know, you, you get that, you express that through travel, 
You don't want to just one day be like, I think I will book a $40,000 vacation, luxury vacation to Bali and put it on my credit card. And Savannah says it's okay because I value freedom. No, 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 no. (laughs) That's not what I'm saying at all. That is not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is give yourself guidelines as you get into your money management, as you create spending plans, as you create spending guidelines for yourself, as you bring your spending into alignment with your values and your values can also be paying off debt and saving money. Like the value of financial security is also a value. Um, as you bring your spending into alignment and you decide you're going to give yourself space to still spend with like in accordance to your values, give yourself some guidelines on what that might look like. So that way you don't just like go all out and blow up any financial progress you've made. So I don't want to say that there's a thin line here because there's not a thin line. You're not going to mess it up so bad that you can't fix it. And that's something that I say all the time. There's nothing you can do in life except maybe murder that you're going to mess it up so bad that you can't fix it. Actually, murder was a terrible example there because I meant you can't mess life up bad enough that you can't fix it. Unless you murder somebody, then you've messed it up too much, right? That's how that was supposed to be. Not like you can't mess up murder. (laughs) Oh God, that was a terrible example. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I hope you got a laugh out of that. I'm going to be laughing about that one for a while. But really, honestly, truly, there is nothing you can do in this life that you can mess up so badly that it can't be fixed or forgiven. There's nothing. And your finances are included in that. Your finances are 100% included. Try things, experiment, seek advice from people who have been where you have been and came out the other side. Get out of your comfort zone. Try new things like create a spending plan. If you hate it, scrap it, start over, try a different way. I'm currently working one-on-one with a client right now and we worked together in the past and now we're working together again just because she finds so much value in having somebody there to help her stay accountable and make these decisions and bounce ideas off of. But I think we're on like our third or fourth revision of what a spending plan looks like for her because her brain works in a very specific way and we just have to tailor to that. Budgets and spending plans and spending guidelines are not a, should not be a way of restricting you from getting to experience life and enjoy happiness. They are simply a way of aligning your money with your values and giving you some guidelines so that you're never questioning if you've done too much or not enough. It's just a way of getting some control of your finances. So I think that kind of wraps up this episode on restriction. Um, Obviously, the money gym is based purely on not restriction. It is based on these principles of aligning your values, aligning your finances with your values, and then like allowing yourself to have a little bit of freedom, allowing yourself to have a little bit of fun and still paying off the debt and building the savings and creating that wealth for yourself for the future. And so if you're interested in the financial, in the money gym, you can go to the link in the um, show notes here. It's on Patreon and you can create a free Patreon account 
And the Money Gym is free through January. So through the end of this month, you can get all the workouts for free. You can get the money trackers for free. You can get everything that's included in the Money Gym for free. All you have to do is just like create your Patreon account. And then when you go to the Evergreen Queen, you're going to scroll down past where it has like the membership options. Just scroll past that and you'll see at the bottom all that free content. And so if this is something you're really serious about, you're really ready to make that change. You're ready to learn how to sustainably and effectively and consciously change your finances, your finances and change your financial habits and build that wealth and that financial fitness so that you get to have fun now, but you also achieve your goals and you're taken care of in the future. If that's something you're serious about, go check out the money gym. It's free, like I said, through the end of this month. And then after this month, it's going to be on a month to month basis. You're going to get new workouts all the time. You're going to get um, live uh, calls with me. You're going to get recorded videos, um, trackers, all kinds of things. Like the value is insane. And it's also based on um, different accountability personality types. So you don't have to worry about like joining and then never doing anything. You you'll stay accountable, I promise. <laughs> um, so if you're interested in that, check out the link below. I'm really excited. I hope that this has been a valuable episode for you. I really feel like this was a good juicy episode. So if you loved it, I would love it if you would share this episode, if you'd rate it five stars, if you'd share it on Instagram and tag me so that other people can learn how to use their money without being miserable. That'd be cool. Let's create a rebellious army of people who refuse to be miserable with their money. Let's do that. Yeah, we're starting that now. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here, being part of this, for listening. I hope you really get some value out of it and you change the way you're looking at your finances. And as always, I'll see you in the next one. 